Thank you for supporting the media outreach of New Covenant Christian Ministries. Through the powerful preaching and teaching of Pastor Bill and Dr. Deanne Johnson, family relations are being restored. The wayward are returning to God. And together, we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. Join us now for a message that will strengthen you in your faith and encourage you to be all that God has designed you to be. This series called Relationships Take Work. Relationships Take Work. And, 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 and the opening statement is this. Relationships take work. If we are willing to do the work, the relationship can work. If we are willing to do the work, the relationship can work. Say that with me. If we are willing to do the work, the relationship can work. Again, if we are willing to do the work, the relationship. I want you to say it a little slower. If we are willing to do the work, the relate. Don't just watch me at home. Say it. If I'm willing to do the work, the relationship can work. And so um, I laid out the series in terms of how we're going to be flowing. And I said last week we were going to, basically we're going to do the work of respect. Then I said, this is what I said. I said we're going to do the work of trust. Then I said we're going to do the work of communication. Then I said we're going to do the work of forgiveness. And so just logically speaking, because I know you guys are highly intelligent people, if last week I did, though, if I said we're going to do the work of respect, and we did that, today I said we're going to do the work of trust. I ran into something. The, the issue, the, he, he, here's the issue, here's the issue, here's the issue. I started talking to my wife about it, and I said, and I'm studying, I'm looking at the word. I said, talk, what in the world's going on? Because I said, you know, I, I, I know that trust is essential for relationships. I believe that. I've got to be able to trust you. But Dr. Newsom, if I want to be true to the text, I looked in the Bible, and you can do a word study. You can go from Old Testament to New, and there is nowhere in the Bible where the Bible tells you to put your trust in people. Oh, God. I said, I'm, I'm, uh, Alfie, I looked and I said, what meaneth this? I've already told the people this is where we're going. This is what we're going to be doing. And because I just knew that it was, this is, it just makes sense. Then I can see, I look in scripture and I see things like, woe to the man who puts his trust in Egypt. Woe to the man who trusts in lies. And then, and it gives a warning to the guy who trusts in his wealth. And then it talks about how, you know, putting your trust in an unfaithful man. I was like, oh, God. So where do we go? Where, what are we to do? What are we to do with this? So I said, I cannot build a message and just teach it and be 
homo, at least homiletically sound and and because and, and, my my people will pull me in and say, Pastor, what in the world are you talking about? Because you know you guys are fact check me. I know it, I know it. So I'm looking and I'm looking and I'm looking and I say, well, what does the word say? I can look in the word and it doesn't say trust. The word tells us to love. So I've got one modification to what we're going to be dealing with. Today we're going to talk about the work of love. Love, love, the work of love of love and the reason I'm titling it the work of love because when you're talking about love uh, I told you relationships take work and each one of these that we're dealing with takes work it takes work to love love come on it, you, I know it's February the 13th and I know that some of you all even wore your red today as an indication of how hot and burning your love is. But the truth of the matter, yes, say it, Billy Johnson, is love takes work because I found out as lovely as I am, I am not always lovable. I know you're going to pay my plaster, not you. And that's what I'm saying. I'm, I realize it takes work to love. And, and, and this is the thing. Um, so I, I want to give you these opening statements here's the first one we were created to love say that with me we were created to love one more time now when I say we were created to love we were not created to hate hate is learned you learn how to hate the same way you learn how to love. So we were created. There's something about the way God created us in terms of he created us to love. Here's the second statement. You see it up there. We were created not just to love. We were created by love. God didn't say, the scripture doesn't say God has love. The scripture says God is love. So listen to me. Every intent for my life and for your life has its foundation. Everything that God wants for us has its foundation in his love for us. So we were created by love. Love himself said I. When God began to imagine you, when God began to create you, every intent of his heart was motivated and filled with love. Everything, listen to me, there is nothing about God 
when he had you in mind that he says, I'm going to get you, I'm going to destroy. No, 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 no. He loved you. It didn't say for God so hated the world. For God so loved the world. And here's the third statement. We, are, we were created to love, we were created by love, and we were created to be loved. We were created to be loved. You are at your best when you know you are loved. It takes the pressure off. It takes the pressure off. You are at your best. When, you, when the questions, there's no question about whether or not I'm loved. I, I know. I know I am loved. It took me a minute to get there. It took me a minute to get there, but I know I'm loved. Come on, say I'm loved. You were created to be loved. And so there's something about you that longs for love, genuine love, not performance-based love, but genuine heartfelt love. Now, interestingly, I don't have time to go through them, but when you look at um, Greek culture and you begin to look at words for love, you understand that there, all words that's translated love doesn't mean love like we think. You have the word uh, eros, where we get the word erotic from, and so that has to do with a, a romantic love, sexual love. Then we get the love, the word uh, when we're talking about where we get the word Philadelphia from, phileo, uh, philia, which means it's a friendship-based love. We understand that. And then also there's another word, storge, and storge really is the kind of love that I have for family members, where family members love one another. But then the word that I'm dealing with is the word agape. Agape has to do with an unconditional love. It's an unwarranted love. It's really a sacrificial love. This term is used most often for us as believers, agape. Uh, uh, agapao, say love. Say love. Say unconditional love. So that means that my love is not determined by the conditions that's going on in your life. There is nothing, when you look at God's love for us. The scripture says, while we were yet sinners, God demonstrated his love for us by sending his son. Uh, and so he, dem he did something for us, although we did not deserve it. He did something for us in that God Almighty said, I'm going to love you. I'm going to love you. Now, I want you to understand something. As we go through this today, um, I, I, I have some things for you, and I want you to just take note. If you, if, if, whether you are single, whether you are married, whether you are a friend, whether you, you know, whatever the case may be, because unconditional love is required in every relationship, every type of relationship. You ready to roll today? All right, here we go. Here we go. Um, 
I said, they're going to need these. So we put them on a little presentation for you so you can take a picture of the screen and you can tab it for your own notes and do what you need to do when you go preach it and go teach it. Just send the honorarium back. All right, here we go. Here it is. Here's, here, here's the thing. Love is a choice we make, not a feeling we have. That's the first thing. You see them all up there. Go ahead and take. I, I gave them to you. That, that's, that, that's the cheat sheet right there. If you want it, just take the picture. If you're on the screen, just, 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 just get a snapshot of your screen. If you, as you're watching online, take it right there because that's what I'm going to be dealing with today. We'll deal with each one of these. So let's read it together. Love is a choice we make, not a feeling we have. Read it out loud. Love is a choice we make, not a feeling we have. All right, turn to Colossians chapter number three, beginning at verse number 12. I wanna, I'm gonna land on Colossians 3, uh, 12 through 14. Let's look at this. And I'm reading from a New King James Version. It says... Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another, if anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so also you must do. Here, this is where I wanted to land. Verse 14, but above all these things, Put on love, which is the bond of perfection. Notice verse, four, he, he, verse 14 again. But above all these things, put on love. Now, in the New International Version, it says this. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them together. So when we understand this, Paul is writing to this church and he begins to list all of these things that we are to do to one another. And then his summary statement is, but above all these things, meaning this is chief, this is supreme, and this is the thing. He said, put it on. No, so that tells me that that is a choice. That means when there are options to put on hate, to put on everything else, there is an option always to put on love. And, and it literally means like clothe yourself. So it's like, listen to this, God always puts unconditional love at our disposal. And we have the opportunity each and every day in every situation with every person to go to the closet of your life, as it were, pull out the love garment and put it on. Now, where I get in trouble, is my feelings get in the way and I don't want to put on love. I have some other garments 
I want to go and select those garments, I can put that on at any given time. I can put on me some animosity. I can put on anger. I can put on malice. I can put on everything else. But he said, this is what I need you to do. I need you to go in the closet of your life and go and select this garment and put it on. So that tells me you and I have the choice. Don't die. Don't tell me you can't put it on. Because it would be unjust of God to ask us to tell us to put on love if you and I couldn't do it. You don't have to act like you act. I'm just saying what I'm saying. You don't have to be that ugly and that nasty. I mean, I'm talking about you. I mean, you know, of course not you. Because you'd never do that. So, at, what, listen, when I say it's work, it's work. Sometimes your hands are shaking. <laughs> oh, God, I want to put something else on. <laughs> I want to grab me another garment I've been fighting all my life. I mean, you know. <laughs> Everybody says it's a choice. It's a choice. It's a choice. It's a choice. So we make the gift, we make the choice to put on love. Love is a choice we have, so I can't depend on my feelings. Sometimes I don't feel like loving. Listen, we've been married 30. Three years, and every day of my life, I can't. It ain't like you know. I wake up and I'm, you know, hey baby. Sometimes I wake up, it's like, oh God. And sometimes she wakes up, oh God. But every day, you make the choice. Every friendship that I have, I've had some friends that test me. I have to put, you understand? When I say love takes, this is this is. I'm telling you, this is grown folk stuff right here. It's grown, this, this, is, this is not for the faint of heart. Grown folk stuff. Everybody said, move on. All right, now here it is. Here's another. Here's another one. I told you, love is. A choice we make, not a feeling we have. Here's the other thing. Next thing. Love is a command you keep. Love is a command you keep. Look at John's gospel, chapter number 15, verse number 12. John's gospel, chapter 15, and verse number 12. John 15 and 12, Jesus speaking, he said, This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. This is my what? Commandment. Go down to verse number 17, John 15 and 17. He says this, these things I command you that you love one another. So we can see that the scripture is telling us, the Lord Jesus himself is telling us this is what I'm commanding you to do. Now, we're doing a lot of stuff, and we say God said it. 
God told me, God told me, God, God said, God said. Well, this is what God himself said. Jesus said, I, I, it's in the red. He said, this is what I'm commanding you. If you ever want to know what you need to do, here it is. Start here. The, my command is to love one another. So you and I, listen to me, it's not just a choice, it's a command. So we have to move it from, from the place of, from, from, from I, I, it's just something I want to do if I'm feeling it. No, this is a command. Understand something. Many times, as it pertains to God, we don't know the why of the command. We don't know the why. God knows on the other side of you obeying the command is a blessing. God knows on the other side of you walking in love, listen to me, even though they don't deserve love, is the blessing. Every time you've been in a situation where they have uh, called your, took, taken your name through the mud and just messed you up and tried to mess with your reputation, destroyed, they've been reputation assassinators. God says, what I need you to do is come, I commanded you to love. He even commanded you to love your enemies. Look at somebody say, I'm getting ready to go right now. Because, listen, listen, it's not the easiest thing. It's not the easiest thing. It's not the easiest thing. It's a, you're commanded to love. You're commanded to love. And so it's something that God Almighty tells us. And when it, when it says command here, it's to set out a definite goal, expecting people to enjoy. It means that you and I are at a place where we continually obey this command. And this is what I found out. As you obey this command, it not it ceases to be a command, it begins to be a lifestyle. Where, 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 where you know, people say, I'm a lover. And they, they, please. When you're talking about a lifestyle of love, that means you have the best, that person's best interest at heart at every given point no matter what. It's mighty quiet in here. Y'all were shouting just a few minutes ago. So it's a command. It's a command. So listen, when, when, when we look at it, we have to understand that Ephesians chapter 5 talks about it like this. He says, be imitators of God. Be imitators of God. And then he says, uh, because we're his dear children. But when you look at it, the New Living Translation of Ephesians 5, 2 says, live a life of love. Live, live a, a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. And so please understand, it's a command and it turns into a lifestyle. Here's another one. Love is the proof that you show. Love is the proof that you show. John chapter 13, verse 35. John chapter 13, verse 35. By this, by this, John 13, 35. By this, John 13, 35. By this, all will know that you are my disciples. By this, all will know that you are my disciples. By this thing right here, 
It's going to be the identifying mark. It's going to be the proof that you belong to me. It's going to be the thing that says my DNA is in you. It's going to be the proof that you say I'm a Christian. By this, by this, not your speaking in tongues, not your prophesying, by this, not your ability to shout them, not even your ability to preach, teach. By this, don't tell me that you belong to Jesus and you mean as a rattlesnake. Don't sit up here and tell me that you run over everybody and nobody, you can't get along with anybody. By this. What is this? John 13, 35. By this all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. By this, by this, by this. By this, uh, 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 John is—he—he he is really the apostle of love. In his gospel, in his letter in First John chapter four, verse twenty—you can jot this down. Verse twenty and twenty-one. He says, "If someone says I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar." Let me let me let me ebonically say it. If someone says I love God and hates his brother, he lying. He lying. And I love it. And, and, and it says, for he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he have love for God whom he has not seen? And this is the command we have from him, that he who loves God must love his brother also. By this, the love, by that love, by that love. So don't sit up here and tell me, oh, I just love you, Jesus. Oh, I praise you. You know, we get the little quiver in the voice. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. Just worship you. Honor you, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, I love you. And somebody gets in front of you in the line. I will beat you like you silly. I mean, you know, he was just... But then we go back to, oh, Jesus. Jesus. Oh, I feel Jesus. Oh, we quicken. By this. By this. By this. And then, no, you wonder, why is it that when I get ready to tell give them a testimony when I try to witness to them they're not hearing what I'm saying because you were mean let me get back around here everybody alright let me hurry on so love is the proof that you show here's another one love is a place that you stay a place that you stay. Look at John chapter 15 and we'll spend the remaining portion of our time in John chapter 15. John chapter 15 verse 9. As the Father loved me, I have also loved you. And listen to this phrase. 
abide in my love. John 15, 9 again. As the Father loved me, I also I have I also have loved you abide in my love interestingly if you ever do a study on John chapter 15 you see the word abide over and over and over and over and it talks about it, it simply means to stay in a given state place or relation and expectancy that's what it simply means but here Jesus specifically says your place the place that you stay the place where you're where you are at your best is when you abide in love it didn't say, listen to me, it did not say if they are lovable, you abide in love. It just says you abide in love. You're going to keep on loving. It's the place where you stay. No wonder the scripture says walk in love, walk in love, walk in love. You keep doing it. You keep abiding in love. If you want your relationships to work, abide in love. Abide in love. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. You can have feelings to go up, down, in, out, every which way. But if you stay in love, no matter what your emotional condition is, then you will be in the safe zone relationally. Sometimes we keep walking out of bounds and wondering why there's a foul called against our relationship. Wondering why is it why is it not working? What happens is we step out of love. Don't don't you listen? God is love. If we're gonna abide in God, we have to abide in His love. We have to stay right there, and that means listen, listen, listen. You don't get to jump in and out. I'm gonna put this love down. I'm gonna lay my religion down and give you a piece of my mind. No, you got to stay right there. This is helping. Now, um, John 15 and 9, then John 15, 10 says, if you keep my command, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my father's commands and abide in his love. And so it means that we are able to abide in his love no matter the cost. Here's another one. Love is a cost you pay. Ooh, love is a cost cost you pay. Oh, love is a cost you pay. Verse 13 of John chapter 15. Greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friends. Greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friends. Listen to this. Uh, uh, I remember hearing this uh, years ago. Love gives, lust takes. Love gives, lust takes. Love, when you're talking about it, is something that's always giving. For God so loved the world that he gave. Lust takes. I'll tell you, one, one of the, I've said this time and time again, uh, one of the ways that I knew that I loved Deanne, I, I stopped using, paying for stuff. Yeah, I'm serious. I'm serious. I, you know, I didn't, I didn't take nobody out to the kind of dinners I was taking her out to. It would, dinner, please, girl, get yourself some food and meet me somewhere. 
I mean, I wasn't that bad, but but you know, that I remember, I remember, I remember, I remember, I remember. Uh, uh, I took her to, it was steak and ale. Y'all remember that old restaurant, steak and ale? For me, that was big time, because you know, I didn't have steak and ale. I didn't have ale money or steak money. And so uh, it was steak and ale. I was like, just get what you want. Just order what you want from the appetizers. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But I was like, oh, wow, I'm spending money on this girl. Huh. Look at that. There's something about love that has a giving nature to it. If he never spends any money on you, if she never ever spends any money on you, if they always want you to foot the bill, I'm just saying, could it be? Could it be that there's no love there? Because love is a cost you pay. Um, listen to me. When you're talking about, even with children, love is a cost you pay. It's called, it's spelled T-I-M-E. Time. Time. You have to pay the cost of love. Time. The way, don't tell me you love me if you don't ever, listen, don't throw money at it. It's a cost that you pay. And it's not always dollar value. Sometimes it's time. Paying, paying that time. Uh, 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 uh. I mentioned this last week. One of the things that's in a husband-wife relationship, the scripture specifically says, husbands, I mean, wives, make sure that you respect your husbands. Women, uh, men spell uh, 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 love, respect. Don't tell me you love me and you don't respect me. Women spell love security. You mean to tell me you as flaky as cornflakes? And you want me to, to kind of, my heart to safely rest in you? Security. So it's going to cost you laying down your pride and loving the unlovable. It's going to cost you not having to be right all the time. It's going to cost you compromise. It's going to cost you a willingness to say, I prefer you. If it did not cost $800, I would drop it. But listen to me. And so we, or more, but we have to understand, so I'm talking about the mic. So listen to me. What we have to do is understand that love is a cost that we pay. It don't tell me that you are ready to love and you're not ready to sacrifice. There's something associated with love. I'm talking about a mature love. I'm not talking about this flimsy stuff. I feel like you cute. No, 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 no. It, it, it's, it's a, it's, there's a heavy cost. Jesus loved us so it cost him his life. Love was on the cross for you. Love died. 
died for you. Love paid the penalty for your sin. Love came and redeemed you. Love was the one that came through 40 and two generations and laid down his life. Love. So let me, let me, let me hurry on. And so please understand love is a cost you pay. And love is this, listen to this next one, is a fruit that you bear. Love is a fruit that you bear. John 15, verse 16. It says, it says this, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you these things I command you that you love one another. So it is a fruit that you bear. When you understand Galatians chapter uh, 5, verse 22, it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. So fruit is the outward visible character of the seed. The outward visible characteristics of the seed. In other words, if the, the fruit of it means that, okay, the, there's something on the inside that has worked its way on the outside and now the fruit is there. If the fruit never shows up, that means there's, the seed never was there. Somewhere there had to have been a seed in order for fruit to show up. All right? This is not the immaculate conception. So if there is a seed that's there, the fruit is going to show up. If the seed of God is on the inside of you, the fruit will begin to show up in your life at some point in some way or another. And fruit is something that grows. You get it? It's a fruit that we bear. And so when, we, when he said this, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you. I've, in other words, I've handpicked you out. I've made a special choice based upon preferences that you go and bear fruit. I'm putting you in situations and circumstances in your family, on your career, in your job, at school, wherever you are, that I'm giving you an opportunity to represent me, to represent me to the world show them what real love looks like bear fruit I'm going to put you on display I'm going to allow you to hear the nasty words and still love I'm going to allow you to hear some stuff and still love see them acting like they act and you're still loving I'm going to grant you the ability and the capacity to love it's a fruit that you bear it's in there. And here's the last one. Love is a commitment you make. Amen. Come on, say love is a commitment. It's a commit it's an upfront commitment before the person deserves it. Love is a commitment you make. It's a commitment. It's a commitment. It's a commitment. Don't tell me. Well, Dana wasn't lovable today. No, 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 no. It's not based upon them. It's based upon you. 
It's a commitment that you make. When you understand that I am commanded to love, when I understand that this thing is a choice, when I understand that it's a sacrifice, it's something that I pay, it, when I understand that it's a fruit that I bear, when I, all those things that we've gone through, it, it's, it, it lands at the level of commitment. I know, I know, I know it gets difficult. I know heat can come in relationships, be it friendship, be it romantic situations. Heat and friction can come in there. But if you hang in there and do the work of love, make the commitment to love. I'm, you are at, you are doing what you're doing. You are being so much a person right now. Ooh, you're really being a person. Your personhood is really on display. And I'm not talking about the divine part of you. <laughs> I'm talking about that part of you that, 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 that's just simply flesh. I'm not talking about the God, the God part that's God. I'm just touched by God. Your flesh is on display. But let me tell you something. I love you. If you have children, you know what I'm talking about. If you have friends, you know what I'm talking about. If you had a girlfriend or boyfriend, you know what I'm talking about. If you marry, you know what I'm talking about. But it's a commitment. It's a commitment. It's a commitment. Let me tell you something. When you're talking about love, when you're talking about love, this is the thing. God Almighty saw us and he wanted us so much in this relationship. And he said, what is it going to take? for them. What can I put in place for them? And he knew that it was going to take love. The songwriter said it like this, I was sinking deep in sin. Far from the peaceful shore, very deeply stained within, sinking to rise no more. But the master of the sea heard my despairing cry. From the waters he lifted me, now safe am I. Then the writer of the song went on to say, love lifted me. Love lifted me. Then he, oh, I'm glad he put this next line in there. When nothing else could help, love lifted me. Love lifted me. Love lifted me. When nothing else could help, love lifted me. There are people all over the world in need of lifting. And love is the tool that God uses to do it. And you are the vessel through whom he does it. Amen. You going to do the work of love? You get, you get it? Come on, give God a praise today. Ooh. This is the tactic and ploy of the enemy. He'll cause something to happen in your life 
somebody to disappoint you. Somebody, and, and, and I'm specifically speaking, even now, it could be abuse, it could be betrayal. Somebody constantly not keeping their word. The goal, the enemy's end game, is to get you to never love again. I'm going to turn, um, I, because, it, 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 and this is what happens in our mind. Nobody will ever hurt me like that again. And so you hurt me, uh-uh, no, 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 I'm never going to. And what happens is when you shut off the valve of love, you not, a, you not only shut off the intake, but you shut off the outflow. You shut it off both ways. And you shut yourself off from what God has for you. So I want to pray for some people today that's been hurt, that's been disappointed, that may have had abusive situations, be it physical, be it verbal. You've experienced betrayal. You've experienced those kinds of things. And now you, you've, you've said, uh-uh, I'll never, ever let you do that to nobody, nobody. And you have built a wall where you say, I'm numb. I don't feel anymore. The emotions that are attached to it. I believe God wants to heal that. God wants to fix that. My father. brought us to this place right here where we um, we're saying God I'm that person I need to feel again I need your touch again I need your help again I need hope again I need to love again but I've been so disappointed so disappointment so disappointed and I, I put up walls I put up barriers I've literally turned off the valve and I said you cannot get there I'll never be hurt again today God I bring that vulnerable place to you I bring that hurt place to you some have scar tissue right in that place where you uh, where, where a broken heart who I'm a, what can happen with a broken heart a broken heart and I pray right now for your healing I'm asking you, Jesus, you are the mender. You are the healer of the broken heart. You can take the broken fragments of our life and put it back together again. And so we bring you all of it. We bring you the hurt, the disappointment, those things that we know, God, I did not like it at all. It was painful. I bring it, bring it to you, the, the abuse the lack of care, the abandonment. Bring all that to you because I want my life to go on. I need to move on with you. I need to go from glory to glory. I don't need regress. I need progress. So right now I'm asking you to bring healing to that one watching right now. To that one in this place, bring mending and wholeness in the name of Jesus. Touch our brokenness. Touch our brokenness. Touch our brokenness and bring the healing. Bring the healing, Lord bring the healing, 
Bring the healing. 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 Oh, tenderly heal us. Oh, use your skillful scalpel and cut out surgically those wounds and that, that, that place with the tissues that's just been scarred. The residue of what we've gone through. Oh God, we bring it to you. We bring it to you. Some people have been belittled because they have been hurt. And they feel like they had no place to go, no place to run to. But today, God, you are an amazing God. And you are bringing forth healing. And I'm asking you to do it. Touch every place, Lord. Touch every place. Every place. Every place. Oh, God, thank you. It could be in a family relationship. Touch it. Touch it, Lord. Touch it. Touch it. Touch it. Here it is. Let your love lift us out of this. Love lift us out of this. Love lift us out of this. Let your love lift us out of it. Oh, thank you, sir. We receive by faith your touch when nothing else could help. shoulders are going down. There's a sense of relief. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for it. Thank you for it. Be glorified in our lives. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Better is one day in your courts than thousands elsewhere. Thank you. We just take a moment now just in your presence, in your presence, drawing from you the strength, the grace that we need. Sometimes words don't say it. We just need you. And you saturate us. Thank you for fixing stuff we don't even know how to say. Ooh, thank you, Lord, for touching us in spaces and places that we didn't even know affected. So here we are. Thank you, Lord. Listen, if you've never given your life to Jesus, he wants to, you to be a recipient of his love, of his grace, the peace that he gives. He's the one. He's the one. Everything that I talked about today is because he loves you. It's from the one who knows you the best and loves you the most. Have you received him today? 
If you've not received him and you want to do that, just pray with me right now. If you're watching here in person or online, just pray. Everybody praying out loud, dear God, I'm in desperate need of your love. Jesus, thank you for loving me. Thank you for dying for my sin. And thank you for being raised on the third day. I ask you now, forgive me of my sin. Come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. I want your love and I receive your love today. In Jesus' name. Amen. My friend, if you prayed that prayer and you asked Jesus into your heart, I want to say welcome to the family of God. Amen. Welcome to the family of God. This is what I want you to do. On the, You'll see a, a website, www.newcov.org. Go there and you see a connect button. And then it says you connect, connect with Christ. That's the place where you, you, you can say, let us know that I prayed today and I received Jesus as my Lord and Savior. So that's the place we want you to know if, if you go today. If you desire to be a part of this local church, that's the same place you go to hit that connect button, connect as a member. But wherever you go, I want you to make sure that you do it. You pull out your phone if you're here in the sanctuary or if you are watching online, just go right there right now and fill out the information because, listen, we want you to be a part of what God is doing here, and I'm excited about it. His love is amazing. His love is amazing. He loves us and he cares for us in Jesus' name. Amen. Can we rejoice today for his tremendous love? Thank you, Lord. Ooh. We hope you've enjoyed this message. For more information on other products and materials, please contact us at 770-484-9300, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Or visit our website at www.newcov.org. If you're in the Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for one of our dynamic services. Once again, thank you for receiving the living word of God from New Covenant Christian Ministries, where we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ.